Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com, at IamNairby on Twitter, at IamNairby on Instagram, at IamNairby in a theater near you, as I'm going to be, it's, it, I'm make, we just want to make this news now before we continue, Nairby has, I'm going to be in a movie, big time, and I'm so friggin' pumped, I just need to be offered the role and offered the money. Speaking of which, it's time for another episode of Bayside, but oh, I forgot to pitch the Twitch, pitch the Twitch, follow me on Twitch as well, man. Uh, Nairbydo, N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O. There's nothing more exciting in life than sitting down and watching other people play video games. Nairbydo. Anyway, it's time for another episode of Bayside, buddy. This is episode 24. 24, man. We're almost at the 25th anniversary of Bayside, buddy. Today we're going to be looking at season 3 of Saved by the Bell, episodes 13 and 14. Things are getting, just, they're continuing to get awesomer. If that's even a word, I declare it to be a word. Ah... <sighs> As now that the Malibu Sands episodes are over, we're going back to the full-on, full-fledged, regular Bayside universe. Episode 13 of Season 3, entitled The Wicked Stepbrother, Part 1, air date November 2nd, 1991. And we start at the Max, and Zach arrives, and he tells us that he has tickets to the Dodgers versus Mets playoffs. And he has to come up with an excuse to miss school in order to go to the game. So I wonder which game. I, he, he never, I mean, everybody who knows baseball knows that the playoffs go. Uh, except for the, I don't think they had wild card back at this time. But back, they had to go seven games. So you only got tickets for one game. So, well, so I guess if you're a diehard baseball fan, you can go to any game. But anyway, he has to come up with a reason to uh, skip school so he can go to the game because the game is scheduled to go to happen on uh, a school time. And reasons that Zach comes up with is. That his house burned down, which Screech replies that Belding won't believe because Zack still has his eyebrows. Zack then comes up with the measles, or saying that his grandmother died, and Slater reminds Zack that his grandmother died four times last year. <sighs> Tell you, man, back in my high school days, I skipped a lot, my early days, I skipped a lot of school. I didn't come up with reasons, I just I just didn't go. <laughs> Don't do what Nairby does when it comes to... Stuff like that. Stay in school. That's why Nairby was in high school for seven years. Could have been six, but I opted to stay an extra year. Just saying. Just so, yeah. But but don't do dumb stuff like I did. Unless, of course, you're doing, uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, Jesse, Kelly, and Lisa arrive, and Jesse has just returned from New York, where her mother got remarried, and now Jesse has a new stepbrother as a result. But she doesn't know much about her new brother, as he didn't have much to say at the wedding, but he's flying into California the next day, and everyone wants to make him feel welcome. Zach offers to show uh, Jesse's new brother around Bayside, and we then go to Jesse's house as she's waiting in her room for her new brother, her new brother Eric, played by uh, what was his name? Josh Hoffman. That was his name. Waiting for Eric, Josh Hoffman to arrive. Uh, Lisa and Kelly arrive first with some cookies, and Jesse is excited at the thought of having a brother. You know, she just likes, oh, a brother. Hmm, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Eric then arrives, and he is introduced to Kelly and Lisa, and he takes an instant liking to Lisa, and he wants to take her to the beach. And Jesse asks him how his flight was, and Eric says that it was that it was great, and he locked the bathroom doors on the plane... And I always liked I always liked this guy Josh uh, Hoffman. I think he did a, he was he just comes off as a natural actor. I always liked this character Eric, even though he's he, he as we're gonna see he be reminded for those who remember this guy he comes off as a real dick for a while, but he was just natural, you know. So, so just saying, just 
he I thought he was he just had this this aura charisma about him so yeah anyway Lisa and Kelly arrive or leave and Eric tells Jesse that Lisa wants him Jesse offers help to help Eric get settled into his new room which is uh, not in the room that they're currently in but Eric uh, disagrees and Eric says that he'll be taking Jesse's room which Jesse is not happy about and she calls out to her mom she goes mom and Eric mocks her by calling out to Jesse's mom as well <laughs> ah, step siblings. I have step siblings. We never we had our our tiffs back in the day when we were kids, but yeah, yeah, step siblings. Nothing wrong with them, unless they're Eric. And we then head to Bayside, and Zach is still trying to come up with a reason to miss school and to go to the game. And his latest idea now is to say that the Pope has invited him to the Vatican until Slater tells him that that won't work. Jesse and the and uh, the ladies, Lisa and Kelly, arrive, and Jesse's not happy with her new brother. Zach and Slater then talk to Jesse. So, where's Eric? Um, he's meeting with Mr. Belding to get his new schedule. Oh, what a way to start a new school. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, everybody. Summer vacation starting early. See you in September. <laughs> hey, 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 get away from that intercom, Eric. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of guy. Give me that. Hey, sis. Guys, this is my... My mother's new husband's son, my stepbrother, Eric. Nice uh, stun on the PA. Who are you? I'm Zach Morris. You can say when it comes to scams, I'm top dog. In my school, you'd just be a puppy. <laughs> and who's this, your trainer? No. I'm Slater. I go out with your sister. Oh, yeah, you're the yuck she wrote about in her diary. How dare you, Eric? Give me that back. Give me that back. Hey, exactly what did she write about me in her diary? Five bucks a page, Curly. <laughs> I'm warning you, Eric. Give me that. Hey, did you write anything good about me after the prom there, Eric? Look, because you're Jesse's brother, I'm going to help you fit in. Let me see your schedule. You've got math with me. It's right in there. Ooh, I'm so lucky. Well, the first thing you need is books. That's cool. I talked some dork into carrying them up from the bookstore. That's all right. <laughs> Bye, Zach. Bye, Zach. Why are you carrying Eric's books? Because I was the lucky hundredth person to come through the front door. So stupid. You're just jealous because you didn't win. I love it. So much greatness was in this one scene with Eric from the PA just... Grabbing the P of the mic and saying, everybody's free to go. Yeah. <laughs> Belding telling the piss off. Eric uh, then dissing on Zach and Slater. Calling Slater Zach's handler. <laughs> and of course, Screech being the lucky hundredth person, person to carry Eric's books. <laughs> anyway, we then go to class and Eric is totally, he's, he's just, he's literally chasing Lisa around the classroom trying to get a date with her. And she's trying to get away with him or from him. Eric's, Eric's approach here is something that you totally cannot do in TV and movies anymore. At least not in comedies. In uh, police dramas. Eric's actions here are what you would see in, in cop dramas now. <laughs> you, you can't do that now, what he was doing here. So Lisa keeps running around the classroom and, and she ends up in Screech's lap. And she's relieved. She says that she, she can't, she's never been so relieved to see Screech. And Screech tells her... That good things come to those who wait. 
Ah, uh, Screech is awesome. Class begins and the teacher introduces Eric to the class and Screech applauds. <laughs> the teacher then announces that the next day is the Jewish holiday Rosh Hashanah. And thus he is going to be taking the day off. And he asks to see if any students in the class are Jewish so he can tell the substitute about their absence. And Zach now has a reason for going to the baseball game. As a, instead of a light bulb popping up in his head, you got the... the what, what are those? They're called the con, the candelabra, the seven candles. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I don't know. So I'm just saying. But I thought it was funny. Instead of the light bulb, you had the uh, the seven candle thing. <laughs> it was great. Anyway, Zach raises his hand and he claims to be Jewish. We then go to Jesse and now Eric's house, and Screech has taped the Dodgers versus Mets game so Eric can watch it. But he warns Screech not to spoil the results. Jessie then walks in straight out of the shower wearing only a towel on her head and one around her body. And she tells the guys to leave, but they don't as they're watching the game. Jessie grabs some clothes and leaves. And we then twirly wipe to later on as we're going to the fifth inning as Screech and Eric are still watching the game. It's the top of the fifth. Dodgers and Mets tied one apiece. Strawberry steps in to face Gooden. Ooh, don't tell me. Here comes the first pitch. He it off into the crowd. Hey, look, this is where Zach catches a foul ball. What? Where's Zach? The one with the Dodger blue yarmulke. That's a Dodger head turned around, you dweeb. No, it's a yarmulke. He pretended to be Jewish to get out of school. <laughs> I bet Zach could get in a lot of trouble if Belding saw this tape. Yeah, it could probably get him suspended. Really? Well, in that case, I'll keep it so it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. He's lucky we're the only ones who saw him. Hey, wait until you see this home run. Oops. Yeah, these days with social media, it's hard to avoid spoilers in pretty much anything unless you completely just just ignore your computer, ignore your phone, and try to understand that there's there's more to the world than, forgive my language, I fucking a computer or mobile screen just saying people there's more to life than these social media garbage just trust me it's it's crazy people are like zombies bloody hell anyway but you you just can't avoid spoilers it's world's hard to avoid spoilers these these days with the exception though of the avengers endgame movie i mean despite all the divide going on in the world at the time and still to this day there was enough. It was. It, it was just a miracle that there was enough respect amongst the humans to not spoil the ending of Endgame, which I saw on opening day, but I got a ticket to a like second or third showing, and one guy I follow on Twitter subtly spoiled the ending without actually saying what happened in the ending. He simply posted, "We won, Mister Stark," and I actually saw his tweet before watching Endgame for the first time. I saw Endgame in the theater three times. But I saw his tweet before seeing Endgame for the first time, but I didn't fully know what it meant other than, I mean, of course the good guys won. So of course, of course they won. But those who know Endgame know what we won Mr. Stark means. So yeah, we won Mr. Stark. Great movie. Anyway, we then got a commercial break after which Zack is back at Bayside and he's got the ball that he caught from the game. He sees Eric standing in front of his locker, that being Zack's locker. And Eric tells Zach that he saw him on TV. And he's got it on tape and he's, he flashes a VHS tape 
talk about old school. I even have a, I still have a VHS player. It's not hooked up, but I have one and I have a, a box of VHS tapes. Uh, I mean, vinyl has recently come back slightly, but VHS is one thing that'll never come back. I'm sure. Hopefully one day DVDs slash Blu-rays will. Cause, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I've got a massive DVD Blu-ray collection of probably like damn near 1500, if not 2000, uh, uh, when it comes to video games, I'll buy digital, but movies, TV shows, I gotta go physical. It's just I just love looking at the, my shelves against my wall of all my my content. It just it just makes me makes me makes my entertainment bug get an erection. Just saying, yeah. Anyway, Eric tells Zach <laughs> that he wants the ball that he caught off of Rabbi Strawberry. <laughs> He also wants Zach's locker and 10 lunches in order to stay quiet. Zach, uh, optimal, no surprise, is not digging it and he gets ticked. And he's about to butt chests with Eric when Belding arrives. And Eric tells Belding that Zach has been a great ambassador for Bayside as he's given him the ball that he caught from the, or that, not, not that, not the ball that Zach caught, but he gave, Zach gave Eric the ball from the baseball game, which Zach's dad went to. And he also gave Zach his locker, or gave Eric his locker, which Belding is happy to hear about. And we then go to the Max, and at the Max, Jesse is telling Lisa and Kelly all about walking in on Eric and Screech after she showered. And Lisa is uh, just freaked out that Screech was sitting on Jesse's bed. <laughs> and Kelly tells Jesse that those, those things happen with brothers and sisters, and you just have to get used to it. I don't think... I don't remember recall it ever happening with uh, my uh, steps. I have two stepsisters, and I, I, that never happened. But we had separate rooms. But yeah. Anyway, it was here that I realized that Kelly wasn't waitressing at the Max anymore, but this blonde girl was, and someone else we'll see later. <laughs> Zach Slater and Screech then arrive as the girls are leaving, and Slater confirms if Jesse is still on for studying at her house that night, and Jesse confirms it. And this is when we see that Eric is at the max as well, and he's sitting alone. Screech then reveals that he was the one who taped the baseball game for Zach or for Eric, and Zach gets mad. He attempts to grab Screech before Slater stops him, and Screech takes off before reminding Zach of his Jewish roots. That shalom means peace. <laughs> and we then go to later that night where Jesse and Slater are studying at Jesse's house in her bedroom, or in, well, it's, it's their bedroom, Jesse and Eric's. Jesse admits that she didn't help, or she didn't need help with algebra. She just wanted Slater there to keep Eric from bugging her, and Slater then gets up to leave. He and Jesse kiss. The girls in the live studio audience go, woo! And Jesse is uber happy. Slater leaves, and then Eric then shows up. What do you think you're doing? I'm moving in. It's my room now. Oh, yeah? Says who? Says this. Listen. <laughs> hey, come on, baby. I'm trying to study. Why don't you stay away from my neck? I can't help it. I need to be close to you tonight. As you know, it gets better. Give me that tape. Sure. The tape for the room. That's blackmail. Bingo. That's my specialty. The room where I play this on the PA tomorrow morning at school. Okay, I'll sleep in the other room, but just for tonight. Tomorrow you're going to be in deep trouble. 
I tell you, as smug as he is, I still like the Eric character. Sorry, not sorry, but uh, that's not going to last, as we're going to find out. We then twirly wipe to the next day, and we're at Bayside, and Slater is roughing up Eric against the lockers, and he's demanding the audio tape. And Eric gives Slater the tape, which is an audio cassette, which also will never come back. I don't miss those things. You know something? I just want to say this before I move on. I watched the video. I'm a big, big Boise State Broncos fan. So I follow their page and their sports team on Facebook. And the girls, the Boise State women's volleyball team made like a two one-minute videos of where they show the, the girls' stuff from back in the day. And these girls, like they were shown a picture of the cast from of the Goonies, of a scene, a picture of a scene from the Goonies. And these girls had no idea. And they were also shown a Walkman. Like, for those who know, like, I'm talking Walkman, not the, not the Discman, but the Walkman that had the audio cassette tapes. And these girls are looking at it, or at the picture, and they're like, I don't know, weird headphones? And they look uncomfortable. Like, God, that's how you officially know you're old. Just, I'm, well done, parents. You know, now you've made us all old. It's just weird to me that that college students today don't know what the Goonies are. Some of them didn't even know Madonna or NSYNC or Lightbright. What is wrong with kids today? I'm, I'm old now. Thanks a lot, parents. Anyway, Eric gives Slater the tape. Slater stomps on it and breaks it, and Eric tells Slater that he made 20 copies of it and threatens to play the audio on the PA system if Slater messes with him again. Eric then tells Slater that he's got a date for Saturday night. He wants to use Slater's car. Jesse then arrives and asks Slater if he took care of things, and Slater tells her yes after he quietly agreed to let Eric use his car <laughs> in exchange for the tapes. Jesse and uh... <laughs> Jesse and Eric leave, and Slater punches a locker. When Zach and Kelly appear, and Zach knows exactly what Slater's what's going on. He knows that Slater's now having problems with Eric, and Slater says he's going to kill that kid. He probably can't say that now in sitcoms either, especially in school. Anyway, Eric and Kelly... Oh, no, he's he's got a problem with Eric, and Kelly is appalled. She says that Eric is new, and he's got a thing for Lisa, and she won't even talk to him. Kelly then gives her hair a little flick, and walks off in disgust because Kelly's awesome. (laughs) Belding then shows up. And he wants to show Zach and Slater what he bought Mrs. Belding for her birthday. This is when we head out to the school parking lot and we see a fancy red convertible. I don't know what make it was. I don't know anything about cars except they've got tires and a steering wheel. (laughs) But this car looked awesome. Belding tells Slater that he wants his help to install a CD player. Slater says that he doesn't have time and Belding says that Mrs. Belding's birthday isn't until next week. And Zach then does a timeout. He tells us that this is an opportunity to put Eric in his place. Zach then unfreezes time and accepts the job on Slater's behalf when we get a commercial break. After which, Zach is at the max and he's with Lisa. And this is when we see Scott Wolf is back playing the waiter. Yeah, so Scott Wolf hasn't uh, been cast by Party of Five yet, so he's uh, still playing waiter at the max. Zach offers Lisa front row seats to an MC Hammer concert if she agrees to go on one date with Eric. Which she refuses to go to do at first until Zach tells her that Eric is blackmailing him for going to the baseball game. And then Lisa agrees to 
go to the uh, one date with Eric in exchange for the front row seats to MC Hammer. Tell you, man, those friggin' college girls probably wouldn't even know MC, MC Hammer either. These friggin' uncultured clowns. Still, check out Boise State, man. Their women's volleyball team is, uh, I think they're 6-0 and now, man. National championship coming up. <sighs> we then return to Bayside. I have had it with Eric. He's driving me crazy. He took my TV, my blow dryer, and my room. I am in crisis. Lisa, how about going to the movies with me tomorrow night? Leave my friend alone. I'd love to go with you. She said she doesn't want to go out with you, so get lost. Pick me up at 7? Great. So find someone else. Jesse, let's go to the lost and found. Why? Because you've lost it. I love it. Jesse was great here. I love it when, when it, on sitcoms, when smart, intelligent characters, when they show a little, a little bit of just naivete, if that's the word, or naive. I'm sure, I'm sure there's no such word as naiveness. So naivete. I like when that happens. Like there was a, a couple episodes of this. I have watched this, watched the Simpsons in decades, but I remember earlier episodes. There was there are some episodes where Lisa. As smart as she is, she'll break character and just do some just dumb stuff. Like, do some Bart stuff. So, I love that kind of thing. We then go to date night for Eric and Lisa. As he's met up with Slater and Zach, who have buildings convertible in the Bayside parking lot. They give Eric the keys and they tell him that he needs to return the car by 11 or Slater's dad will kick his ass. And then he'll kick Eric's ass and Eric agrees. We then go to the Max. Later on, where Eric and Lisa have returned from the movie, which was Casablanca, and uh, they're having a good time together as Lisa's digging Eric's company. Lisa enjoyed the movie. Eric makes uh, Lisa laugh when he does a Bogart impression, and she spits out her drink, and Eric then sits next to Lisa in the booth. They go over their date and how they misjudged each other at first, and now they're cool with each other. And we then go to later on that night... Where Zack and Slater and Screech are waiting in some bushes at the Bayside parking lot. And they're waiting for Eric and Lisa to arrive. Uh, why do I have to do this? Because it's your camera. And besides, we're bigger than you. <laughs> Zack, I don't want to hide in the bushes. There's a gopher trying to burrow into my underwear. What? Would you just be quiet? This is important. I don't like this. Look, Screech, we're going to be hiding right over there. Yeah, now all you have to do is get a clear picture of Eric driving Mrs. Belding's new car. Then Eric will be happy to trade the pictures for the tapes. Right. Now, do you have the film? You have the batteries? What do you take me for? Some kind of idiot? <laughs> Are you sure your friend doesn't mind me driving his car? Relax. Don't worry. Besides, what could happen in an empty parking lot? Except for me kissing you goodnight. That wouldn't be so bad. Now, Screech, now! (laughs) Oops, we're in big trouble. Yeah, there you have it. I love this episode, man. Very well written, and it, it just sucks you in, especially when we see that Lisa is driving instead of Eric. The, 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 that little thing in your head that goes, uh-oh. But uh, not many shows that I can recall when they bring, like I'm talking sitcoms, when they bring in just this 
one character out of the blue. So it doesn't always work. Sometimes it does. Like some shows are able to pull it off. Uh, Friends was able to do it. Seinfeld was able to do it. But there's some shows that weren't able to do it. But uh, Eric, the Eric character played by the Hoffman guy, as I said, man, great actor, man, very good natural actor. But he 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 turns out to be a real douche. We're gonna find out. Uh, otherwise known as right now, as we move on to season three, episode fourteen is Saved by the Bell. This one is called what is it called? Oh, the Wicked Stepbrother Part Two. Also aired November second, nineteen ninety one. So, even though the Malibu Sands episodes are done, they're still they were still airing the uh, new episodes uh, on the same. Uh, I assume the same night or the same day. I think these, these were, didn't we confirm that these were aired on Saturdays? Mm-hmm. Let's just p- pretend they were. We start with a recap of part one, and then Twirly Wipe, and we see Zack Slater and Screech going over the damage done to the car. Slater says that the he makes an estimate out. Because Slater is a, he's the auto shop guy. And uh, he surveys the damage. And after surveying the damage, he his estimate, uh, he says, is at least $600 in damage. Which, I watched this for the review and I thought, come on. Even for 1991. I mean, for, go back and watch this. For how much damage we that we see has been done. I mean, I know nothing about cars since I don't drive. But the front of the car was pretty freaking, it was, it was... Smashed. It was, yeah. I would, I would guess at least, even in 1991, at least two thousand bucks. But what do I know? I mean, all you ever hear forever is that mechanics are just thieves. But uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just a stereotype. But anyway, Screech says that the only way they'll get six hundred dollars is if they win the lottery, which triggers an idea for Zach. We then go to the Max, and Lisa is telling Jesse about the date with Eric and how she had a good time, even when she smashed the car. It's like she was, she loved it, apparently. <laughs> it was exciting for her. Well, I guess, because she doesn't have to pay for it. She's not going to get in trouble for it, but all right. Anyway, Jesse gets up to leave, and Eric shows up. And Lisa invites Eric to the MC Hammer concert, and he's a bit surprised that she wants to take him. And uh, she's like, "No, I, you're cool now, Eric. You know, Nairby's right. You, you're, you're, you've got charisma. So, yay! Let's, uh, let's go wear the baggy pants and sit front row." And Eric agrees. We then go back to Bayside, where Zach is selling tickets to a math lottery for one dollar a piece, and he announces that the winner gets six hundred bucks. So a math lottery, and a bunch of students buy tickets, and Screech wonders how they're going to get money to fix the car. And this is when Zack and Slater congratulate Speech. Speech. Screech. And they tell him that he's going to win because they've rigged the lottery. Jesse then appears and Zack and Slater tell her that Eric is blackmailing them. But they've come up with a plan which is foolproof as Belding is not set to return for two days. Two seconds later, Belding has returned and he's back early. And he asks Zack and Slater where the car is as he wants to play some of his new CDs. Zack and Slater take a look at the CDs, one of which is Bo Jackson Sings the Blues. Bo Jackson as in the baseball and football player. <laughs> Alright, but it won't say by the bell, man. <laughs> Belding wants to, to check out the CDs now, but Zack and Slater try to hold it off. And they tell Belding that the car is Japanese, but the CD player is German, so there's, there's, a conf- there's complications, there's conflictions. And Slater tells Belding that, that they need a a Gorkenflagen. <laughs> I 
That's what he said. I had to spell it out phonetically. A, a, a Gehina Gorkenflagen. And he tells Belding that they all... No, Zach tells Belding that they also need a, a Yama Sushi Yakatori Speaker Leaker. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, a Yama Sushi Yakatori Speaker Leaker. And a Gehina Gorkenflagen. Slater then assures Belding that by acquiring the aforementioned parts... They will avoid static in the Dinglehoffenfargen. <laughs> That's what he said, man. The Dinglehoffenfargen. <laughs> and they tell Belding not to worry, as they will have the car ready before he can say Farfanugan. <laughs> and we get a commercial break, after which it's time for the math lottery. Okay, quiet down. Here's how we're going to pick the winner. Mr. Sachs will pull an algebra question from the boxes he does every week. The person with the last five numbers of the answer will win six hundred dollars. Good morning, class. All right. Wait a minute. There's got to be some sort of mistake. I know that most of you don't belong in this class. Well, sir, you're famous spreading. Everybody wants to be a part of your incredible stump the teacher exercise. <laughs> well, that's very flattering, class. Uh, shall we get on with it? Hey. Yeah. Love algebra, sir. Well, let's see who can stump me today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Bet you don't know how we're gonna pull this one off. Oh, uh, fire drill, fire drill. Uh, remain calm. Everybody vacate this room. This door only. Remain calm. And after the fire alarm is pulled, Screech switches the teacher's box out with the rigged box. Ready? <laughs> A equals five. Yeah! Thank you. Uh, nine. Yeah! I've never seen such math enthusiasm. Four. This is unbelievable. Well, it's algebra fever, sir. Go on, we can't wait. Oh, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Seven? Seven. Rats, I guess I'm still just another pretty face. <laughs> the last number is... Two. I won! I won! What? Ah, uh, he means you're wonderful, wonderful, sir. Oh, I won! <laughs> I like you too, Screech. Thank you very much. So after Screech's lottery win, we go to the boys' locker room where Screech is convinced that he's won $600. <laughs> and Zach and Slater are trying to fill Screech in on the fact that the elect the, uh, the 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 lottery was rigged. As Screech is is uh, he's never won six hundred dollars before, and he wants the money. <laughs> but Screech then hands the money over after Slater threatens to kick his ass. And the guys are set to leave the locker room. Well, bathroom. Well, there's a bench in there, so locker rooms have bathrooms. Anyway, this one did. And uh, Eric walks out of one of the shitters after overhearing everything. And he tells Slater that he wants to borrow the car again so he can take his girl Lisa to the concert. And Zach informs Eric that Lisa's not his girl. And that she only went out with Eric because Zach offered her the MC Hammer tickets. But Eric refuses to believe it at first until Slater smiles and he confirms it. And this is when we go to the max. Hi, Eric. Sit down. I don't know if I'm staying. Good. Lisa, where'd you get the MC Hammer tickets? 
Why? Uh, they're so hard to get, I just wondered how you got them. I got them from Zach. You mean you bought them from Zach? Not exactly. What does that mean? Well, he, he gave them to me. You mean he brought you with them to go on a date with me? It's not what you think. Is it true? Yes or no? Yes, but you don't understand. Oh, I understand, all right. When you told me you liked me, that was a lie, too. Lisa, I never want to see you again. Eric, wait, listen to me. Is this true, Lisa? And this is when the Eric character becomes not so cool because it, it, it was okay for him to secretly, to secretly record other people's conversations and blackmail people. But when people mess with him, it's not cool. The audience goes, aw, and he makes Lisa cry. So, yeah. Anyway, we then go to Bayside Auto Shop where we see a vehicle of some kind is hidden underneath a large covering. And the shop teacher tells the class that the school has provided a car... For the class to uh to uh to just do auto shop stuff with. Eric from Eric and Screech is also a part of this class. Eric is there, and Eric removes the covering to reveal Belding's convertible with the big damage in the front and all. And the shop teacher wants to just fix the damage in the front of the car, but Eric convinces him against Screech's begging to take apart the entire car. <laughs> and the teacher at first is not sure about it, but Eric tells him that, you know, in New York, that's what we do. And the teacher says, okay, well, if they do it in New York, let's do it here. <laughs> the class begins to work, and we then twirly wipe to later on, and we see that Belding's entire car is just scattered all over the place in a bazillion pieces. Zack and Slater arrive to get the car ready for Belding when they discover the mess, and Screech stuck inside a bunch of stacked tires. And Screech tells the guys what happened. And Zack and Slater start to panic as Slater doesn't know if he can fix it and we get a commercial. And after the break, Jesse confronts Eric. You're already in. Look, I really want to talk to you. It's free country talk. Lisa is really upset. So am I. For some strange reason, she really likes you. Yeah. She likes me so much that she helped Slater and Zach set me up. Look, she had nothing to do with that. Besides, you started the whole thing. And I finished it, too. What are you talking about? I had the shop class take apart Belding's car. Mr. Sonsky's a pretty cool guy. He even gave me an A. You did what? They'll never get it back together by tomorrow. And that'll teach him to mess with me. They could be expelled. Don't you care about who you hurt? Nope. Just as long as it's not me. You are a selfish, inconsiderate excuse for a human being. If I was a guy, I'd punch you out. Yeah, too bad you're just a chick. Whoa. Just a chick? 
Just a chick? Yeah. I can't believe you One just more? did that. You know, I was really excited about you coming here. I never had a brother, and I thought we could have fun, be close, and do things together. I tried to make us like a real family, but you wouldn't even give it a chance. And you know what? I don't want a brother anymore. Well said and well punched by Jesse here. I, I like the character, Eric. The, as I said, the, the guy who plays him, Josh Hoffman. Very good, very natural. But people with that do unto others but not unto me attitude that we see from him and on friggin' social media today are total gutter trash, man. These people are worthless. Anyway, we then go to the Max and Zack and Slater and Screech are in their auto shop clothes and they're covered in dirt. And they've not been able to fix the car. And Zack tells Slater that he's counting on him, and Slater is just feels pressured. And he's especially upset because it should be enough that he's captain of the wrestling team, he's captain of the football team. He has great dimples, good teeth, and the biggest muscles in school. And that should be enough, damn it. <laughs> they sit down in a booth and Screech suggests that they play the seat that maybe if they play the CD loud enough, Belding won't notice that the doors and windshield are missing. <laughs> Well, you never know. Sometimes very loud noises can distract you from what else is going on around you. So play that Bo Jackson CD loud enough and, I don't know, Belding's old. Maybe he's stupid too. <laughs> Zach, the Zach then comes to term with the fact that he, that if he hadn't cut school, everything would be fine. While Slater realizes that he should have just let Jesse take care of her own problems with Eric. They then agree that there's nothing they can do but tell Belding the truth. And we then twirly wipe to the truth. Oh, well, I guess you didn't hear about the hurricane that hit Los Angeles last night. Yeah, landed right on top of the auto shop. Your car, sir, is in a thousand pieces. Mm -hmm. But we found them all. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are such kidders. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when do you see the car? <laughs> so how's the CD player? Oh, it's, it's in, sir. Well, is it easy to get to? Oh, yeah, especially if the door's missing. <laughs> You're just trying to make me nervous. Look, Mr. Belding, we really have to tell you something. Well, tell me later. I can't wait. <laughs> we can. Yeah, that's some good truthing there. Anyway, we then go to the auto shop. And we see that Belding's car is all fixed and back together. All good. No more damage on the front. Belding commends Slater on a job well done. Slater at first is like, wait, what, me? And then he's like, oh, yeah, job well done by me. Yeah. <laughs> he fixes his collar <laughs> as if he's done something good. <laughs> Belding is then called away to the cafeteria and Zack and Slater then wonder who fixed the car it is when Eric slides out from underneath on one of those boards on wheels and he tells him that he did it and then uh, he says that he did it because he likes fixing cars and he tells the guys that Jesse gave him the black eye that he's now sporting and Eric then says that he's moving back to New York because he doesn't fit in and he returns the tapes to Zack and Slater and says that he lied about having multiple copies. He then says goodbye to the guys and tells Slater to take care of Jesse. And we then go back to Jesse's house where Eric is packing up. Come in. I heard you fixed Belding's car. Who squealed? What are you doing? Giving you your room back. I'm going to New York to live with my aunt. She doesn't have a good right cross. I'm sorry I hit you. Me too. It hurt. 
You know, now that I'm leaving, it should make all your friends happy. Don't be so sure about that. Guys. Hey, What's up, Eric? Oh. You can all beat me up now? No, Eric. I called New York, and they don't want you back. I think you should stay. Well, you California guys talk like you've been in the sun too long. Why do you want me to stay? Oh, because you make it interesting. Keep me on my toes. Hey, I know you don't have any friends out here. Uh, I could introduce you to some pretty cool guys. Do you play chess? <laughs> what about you? Me? Well, the truth is that if Zach hadn't bribed me, I would have never gone out with you. But I'm glad I did because I really got a chance to get to know you. Please don't go. I'd really miss you. That was beautiful. It's okay, Screech. It's okay. Thanks, guys. Give me a minute along with Eric. All right. Eric, when our parents got married, I thought we'd all just magically love each other. What, like the Brady Bunch? <laughs> yeah. But you had to leave everything. I mean, your house, your friends, your school. I don't know what would happen if I had to move to New York. Every mugger would leave town. They'd be afraid of your right cross. <laughs> what I'm saying is... Would you give it another chance? You really mean it? I do. You know, I never wanted a sister. But it might not be so bad. Okay. I'll hang around for a while. How about a hug for your sister? Aww. Now get out of my room. <laughs> Yes, and so Eric agreed to stay and have good times at Bayside. Just like Denise Richards' character Cynthia from the final episodes of the, Mal- the episode of the Malibu Sands storyline. And just like Denise's Richard character, Eric stuck around until the credits rolled. <laughs> we never heard from him again. And that was Saved by the Bell Season 3, Episode 14. And that was Bayside Buddy, Episode 24. Two great episodes, as I said, the Josh Hoffman, who played Eric, a natural actor. But I am, I'm glad that, that he didn't stick around, because uh, you already have uh, two alpha males on the show. Three would have been way too many, in my opinion. Just way too many. So it's a good thing they didn't uh, keep him on, and it's also a good thing that Scott Wolf didn't become a main character. Just saying. <laughs> Scott Wolf was awesome and go. Go check out that movie. I love riffing on him. <laughs> Uh, anyway, join me next week for another episode of Bayside Buddy of Saved by the Bell podcast where we'll be talking about Bay Saved by the Bell episodes 15 and 16 of season 3. Two good ones, two very good ones. The first one entitled Date Auction, where Zach and others agree to put themselves up on an auction for a date and Zach gets picked by a girl that he's not too fond of and he ends up looking like a complete ass. 
And the other episode, one of my all-time favorites, All in the Mall. <laughs> Love this episode, man. The mannequin scene. Love it. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for more. Go to CerealAndGrapeJuice.com for more episodes of Bayside Buddy to say about the Bell Podcast, as well as old, uh, old, as well as episodes of Degrassi Buddy, where we take a look at old school Degrassi, that being Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, including the Degrassi movie Schools Out, as well as recipes with videos, all of which done by me, tried and tested, thus you know they work. As well as uh, movie commentaries, movie buddy. If you, especially now during, if you're watching these, this, if you're listening to this now during the coronavirus times and you're going nuts inside and you just want to watch movies with a friend, well, now you can. Courtesy of Movie Buddy. You can watch movies with a friend and you don't even have to clean your disgusting, filthy house. Most recent episode uploaded was Marvel Buddy, where we're watching the MCU and Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in order. The most recent one being, uh, was it was that was was it Guardians of the Galaxy? Was that the most recent movie this week? Oh, go check it out, Movie Buddy, Marvel Buddy, as well as some old wrestling podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Nairby. Follow me on Twitch, Nairby Do. Watch me play video games because you, well, you can either watch me play video games or you can watch females sit in front of a camera eating food as their cleavage pops out. What would you rather watch? Just saying. Anyway, this was Bayside, buddy. <laughs> Join me next time for Date Auction and All in the Mall, and we will see you then.